From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Rye, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red platoon and the cat. The post-mortem, the discussions, the Mickey taking has already started. We missed the start of the show, fellas. What's up? Hey. Morning, yes. Come on, you've yeah. got to bring the energy yeah. every time, mate. Come on. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you can't just be a fair weather uh, uh, presenter. <laughs> <laughs> just a carrier bag cup. That's it. <sighs> the pain I feel in my soul. The pain I feel in my soul. I'm proud. I am proud. I'm proud of the lads to get that far. Oh, yeah. I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of my club. But wowee, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a tough match, but not that. Not that. That we hurt. Did. That stung. We did Took exactly. Back to October that, 1980. Newcastle got beat off Chelsea 6 0 uh, in a league game. I remember that watching it on TV and my dad uh, throwing things at the telly. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> did that you was the on worst that watch along oh, I've ever done, by the way. The amount of comments that did you did you hear? I was ignoring comments left, right, and center on my. Uh, it was it was rancid. The people that were coming in, all Chelsea fans, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I love but that. my goodness me. I loved I loved Rough. I loved the way that halfway through, mate, you said, right, that's it. I've I've got to I've got to go and have a leak, and I'm going to get a drink, and it's like okay. The guy's live on his watch along and <laughs> I know, I know, I just couldn't be I couldn't sit there anymore. <laughs> We're down for nil. What am I meant to do? I had dry Dear mouth that was straight. Oh, it was I'll tell you what. Was... Do you know I was I was I was thinking to myself just before kickoff, we can get a half time nil nil, we stand a chance. Fifteen minutes, game plan out the window. There you go. Gone. Yeah. Um, and then and then when Morgan Rogers missed that chance at the uh, at the near post, I thought Ouch! We're not going to get many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. We've, we've got we've got over an hour dedicated to talk about this. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, we just no. sit back. I built uh, Ted this morning. I built the whole show around this today. No, so yeah. no, we no, no, lose our draw, and you no, we'd have plenty it's to It's not state, his show, you know is it? Mean? Yeah, it, it is. is. Sadly, it yeah. is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good, good, by, good, good, good by Morgan Rogers though on the positive. I mean, that probably adds an extra five million on his transfer. Yeah, it does. That looks good. <laughs> he played like somebody who wanted to be away in the transfer window. Mind played like Book I, Rogers. I, I, good morning, millennials. Bitty bitty bitty. Anyway, um, yes, I used to watch that. I love Book Rogers, man. Was I was great. thinking more. I was, I was thinking more like Buster Crab. <laughs> Remember when he used to land on? <laughs> Buster Crab, what's that? Was that not the guy Which who played? Uh, he, he he played Flash Gordon and he played uh, Buck Rogers back yeah. in the uh, back in the nineteen twenties or something in black and white film. It was remember those days. It was Flash Gordon where it had that spaceship in the black and white where all the sparks were coming out of its back end. I used to go. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. And Ming was in it. He looked really good. Looked like me. He did actually. <laughs> I just thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Wow. Anyway, I'll send, yeah, I'll send anyway. you some links, lads. I'll send you anyway, some let's links. talk about movies for Please the rest do. of the show. Yeah, yeah, I do, no. I do. Steve McQueen. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's who I was named after. 
Yeah. Were you? <laughs> is that yeah. really? Honestly. Is that really it? Wow. Yep, that's my mum. My mum's favourite actor, and that's who I was named after, Steve McQueen. Wow. There you and go. I was, I, was like a, I was expecting <laughs> well, a Rodney Trotter moment there about the middle name. His middle name was Charlton. What? After Heston? No. Athletic. <laughs> 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 and this guy on BBC stole it from me. Listen to this, lads. Yeah, small town in Yorkshire. Small town in Yorkshire. Small town. What possessed him at the end of the game to come out and say that? Oh, I yeah. don't know. There was some I questionable stuff going on. I mean, Rye, I know, I know you, you. You're always going to be proud of your teammate, and I, I admire you for that. But thank you. We'll get into it. I, I would be a little bit frustrated if I was a Borough fan, but that's that's maybe because I'm, I'm just a little bit disenchanted with my my team at this moment. You have found something else <laughs> to deflect your disenchantment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He'll I, clutch I, it any straw. We don't want the job, Sunderland. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's going to be plenty of that as well. Don't hey, there will be mix. Borough's next away, game. Yeah, I've not wrong. my disappointments head on, mate. That's that's why yep. I'm here. <laughs> um, but the big news, obviously, it wasn't the cup game, lads. Uh, the big news is it's back. Oh no! What the oh, fact? No. It no way! Is. It's back. WTF? It's back. Yes. Radio and, and Dad. I'm, and I'm going to make it classy. Oh, it's even going up a notch. It's classy. No, no way. Yeah. Well, I hope yes. it's not geography, classy. mate, because your geography stinks. It'll be, no, it is it like the sting tune? No, it does not with stink. A there, was a, there was a map of the North East and he goes, I can only recognise two cities. What about Durham? Two he forgot about Durham. Cities. <laughs> two footballing cities, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hartlepool's on there, mate. Kevin Phillips. Yeah, Hartlepool. That's not How still a city, though, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Sorry to all our Hartlepool anyway. listeners. Anyway. Jeez. Well, I mean, they're welcome to come along, but they're, they're really just like, I don't know. like Yeah, you're like, digging a hole now, mate. It's getting deeper. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a polite way to put it across. He's upset because <laughs> I said Sunderland's more of an oil rig than a town on the actual country because their name doesn't even fit on the map. So. I'm not upset about yeah. that, mate. I couldn't he is, he's more. very upset. <laughs> See how upset he is? See how upset he is? You can hear it in his... Don't, don't listen to what he says. It's the tone you've got to listen out to, listeners. It's the tone. So, the borough. Great achievement to get to that semi-final, despite the easy draw that you got all the way there as well, of course. I mean, you were absolutely gifted a semi-final spot. You got given a decent semi-final tie and you went a bit in the second part of it, didn't you? But we'll talk about that. Will it leave a cup hangover? Will this affect the chase for the playoffs? You know, there was disappointing performances, I thought at least, from, from the defenders. We're going to talk a little bit about the transfer window um, and Newcastle being realistic in their trippier price tag. Why is Sunderland going in for a loan move for a Barnsley midfielder? Are we that skint? Uh, also, Borough is, has the cup run masked. The, I need to put this in past tense now because at the time I wrote this, she was still in the cup. Um, yeah, also, Borough, yeah, is the, did no, the, the cup run laughed. mask? <laughs> did the cup run mask did the mask need United? for more recruits? No. No, no, no. Well, to be honest, they might have fared better against Chelsea. Uh, also, Alfie did the line, also Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips on the move to West Ham by the looks of things as well. Uh, we'll you talk about. That. We're going to talk about deadline day, lads. I know it's a little way off. Ooh. We're a week away from it. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about deadline day and deadline day stories. Uh, Salah's out for a month. Do we just give the title to Man City now? Uh, how do Sunderland's owners fix the broken relationship? Uh, yeah, you're, uh, that's more of a plea for help on that one, to be honest. And Bayern Munich, 
why are the Bayern British? Why are they obsessed with that? Should we start calling them Brian Munich? Um, but uh, uh, before all of that, I think we should probably get some club headlines. And I think we just better point out that the chances and likelihood of us getting through all those points to uh, talk about today are absolutely zero. Right, uh, where do we start? Uh, oh, I don't want to start there. I had I had him lined up, but let's start here instead. I think it's safe ground. Magpies and Proud. Mag's News. Good morning, Newcastle fans. Well, Newcastle United have reportedly agreed a deal to sign Manchester City youngster Alfie Harrison on a permanent deal. The 18-year-old midfielder is highly rated at the Etihad and has his potential has caused Newcastle to make the move for the teenager. Head of youth recruitment Paul Midgley, who moved from Manchester City in 2022, is said to have been involved in the deal. Newcastle United are demanding around £12 million, which is €14 million, Euros, for the sale of Kieran Trippier, according to Sky in Germany. Newcastle's price is for a permanent deal this month or an obligatory fee following an initial loan move. But Bayern Munich do not want to spend too much on the England international. Sky Sports News understand that Bayern have made an initial approach and talks remain ongoing over the deal. And Newcastle United yesterday confirmed that Joe Linton has successfully undergone surgery on a thigh injury sustained earlier this month. The midfielder will now commence a period of rehabilitation overseen by the club's medical team and is expected to return to action in May this year. The Premier League season ends, incidentally, on Sunday, May the 19th, which means Joe Linton will remain in the United 25-man Premier League squad for the rest of the season. That's the Newcastle United headlines on Wednesday morning. Smoggies and Proud. Borough News. Did you guys know that Steve McQueen's uh, car was worth 20 million? I didn't know that. I'm just Googling Steve McQueen cars. Good morning, Borough fans. How are we? Do you want to talk about anything else? Did you know broad beans and uh, peas are really good growing at the moment? If you plant them right now, apparently the harsh weather conditions is, Get on uh, with it. is really thing. <laughs> Michael Carrick took full responsibility for Middlesbrough's errors at Chelsea, insisting it's now it's how he wants his team to play. After an incredible run in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup and memorable victory over Chelsea at the Riverside in the first league, Burroughs' dreams were ultimately smashed and brought crashing down on Tuesday evening in some fashion as we lost 6-1 to Chelsea. God, it hurts even reading that out. While the Blues were ultimately ruthless on the night, the big talking point from the game was undoubtedly Burrow's sloppiness when playing it out from the back. Four of Chelsea's six goals ultimately came from Burrow playing it out from the back and giving the ball away. My, that's why I'm grey in the hair. Carrick conceded after that there does need to be a balance when they take the risk and we're not to, but he ultimately shouldered the responsibility for the errors, given him that he's told the players that's how he wants them to play. For him, it's more impactful. The more important factor was what did happen when we did move it correctly and the way he wanted to. And Riley the Goat McGree returned to the starting lineup after battling the plantar fasciitis heel injury. Uh, and he said he feels like he's nearly back to full fitness. Get in, lad. He put in a workmanlike performance during his 83 minutes on the pitch at the right side of Australia's midfield yesterday as well. Get in, son. And Middlesbrough boss Michael Carrick has also claimed that there's no reason to believe that Morgan Rogers won't still be at the Riverside at the end of January, with a firm response to one report saying he's our player. The former Manchester City player who only joined Borough in the Tremor transfer window is heavily linked with Premier League outfit Aston Villa and Borough are preparing for to wield more offers from Aston Villa this week. That is your Borough headlines. I'm sad. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning Sunderland fans. Sunderland are reportedly close to landing Callum Styles of Barnsley in an initial loan with option to buy deal. 
The midfielder was left out of the Tykes matchday squad last night with manager Neil Collins admitting that negotiations were underway regarding the player's exit. Although born in England, Styles was, is actually eligible to play for football for Ukraine and Hungary through his grandparents, though in March 2022, Styles was included in the Hungary squad for matches against Serbia and Northern Ireland, and has been in around the national squad since then. More on that as we get it. Sunderland under-18s advanced through to the fifth round of the FA Cup after claiming a convincing 3-0 win over Gillingham under-18s at the Priestfield Stadium. Caelan beat his early strike, broke the deadlock. Trey Ogunsui added a second foot with a close-range tap-in halfway through the second half before Josh Robertson wrapped up the win in the closing stages. The win sees the Black Cats set up a fifth-round clash with Swindon Town, but they are next back in action this Saturday afternoon when they take on local rivals Newcastle United at the Academy of Light. And finally, Sunderland are set to miss out on a reported target as Birmingham City are set to make a second signing of the January transfer window, according to a report. South Korea international Park Seung Ho is set to join the Blues, according to reports from Asian outlet Sports Donga. I've tried to get through that without grinning. I'm a child. Seung Ho has also received offers from Sunderland as well as League One and the Bundesliga, but will be moving to St Andrews instead. There are your Sunderland headlines. And I've got to say, the Luke who's turning them round for the newsletter on in the day. Good luck, mate. We'll get it on the second take. I'm sorry, I really tried with Sports Donga and I just broke into this stupid smile. Really, really, you're 45 years old, for God's sake. Come on, come on. I've still got a smile on my face anyway, mate, and it's got nothing to do with mispronouncing footballers' names. Um, I tell you what, the the one thing. Oh, the footballer's name was right. (laughs) (laughs) Was the pronunciation of it, though. Um, The one thing coming out, I know you're going to go back to yesterday, um, last night. The one thing that really came out. Oh, I know you are. Um, And we're ready for it. Uh, The one thing that came out of that game for me was was a massive shot on TV when there was a a break in play because somebody was getting treatment. The cameras, I don't know if you spotted this, but the cameras went tight on Cole Palmer talking to uh, Morgan Rogers. And Cole Palmer, you could clearly lip read him say, why do you keep playing it out from the back? So even he, in the middle of the game, who was prospering from all of this, was was asking Rogers, who had his back to camera so he couldn't see what his response was, but it looked like a bit of a giggle. Um, You know, why are you playing it out of the back? And and that was our undoing. Oh, 100%. I mean, that was the notes that I made last night as I was watching it. That That was the top one. Because, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting yeah. the result to change. Uh, and it didn't work last night. And this is where, you know, Carrick's a young coach, and I'm, I'm not going to badmouth Michael Carrick because I think he's got a, a massive future. He's, he's going to go and coach big, big clubs, and no disrespect to Berra. But he needs to, he needs to kind of develop that plan B and C because playing it out from the back last night, Chelsea didn't have to work for any of their goals. Which which is alarming. They scored six goals and they didn't really have to graft for any of them. They literally just waited for mistakes to happen, and 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 that's exactly what they capitalised on. So it was, yeah, you know, I think it was Gary Neville was was commentating, co-commentating last night, was saying, I, I don't understand why they keep doing it. It's yes, they've got to improve, and that's the way Michael Carrick wants them to play, which is fair enough. Uh, and and when you get it right. It's it's great, and, and Middlesbrough have put in some fantastic performances in the in the championship this season, where they do do that. But 
against Premier League opposition like that, you can't. And and once once you're two or three nil down, I mean, why are you still trying to play the same way when you know it's not working? And the confidence was just shattered. The sh- the confidence was shattered by about half an hour into the game. They've still got an hour to play, and they're still insisting on doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, like I said at the top, if I was a Borough fan, I would have been frustrated with some of the performances last night. I think there was there was kind of sloppy play. I don't know whether they were caught in the headlights a little bit. Um, even Rogers, I mean Rogers in the first half, there's some some of his running was it looked lazy. It looked yeah. like kind of well, I'll I'll trot around a little bit, but I'm in the shop window now. If I you know I'll, if I get a chance, I'll try and tuck it away, which he did. It was great finish. Don't get me wrong, great finish in that second half. But somebody's running was 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 lazy for me. And I, as much as the Borough fans absolutely sank a bit of end, which is you know that that's great and it's admirable and all that sort of thing. It, I just feel like I feel like the players let them down a little bit. I don't know. About, I don't know whether am I just looking at it a bit too harsh, Rye? Um, no, yes, I don't. I, look, I'm hurting. Like, it, it, it stings like crazy. And I was saying at halftime, I wasn't trying to put it on anyone, but my goodness me, there were some boys that did let us down. There was a point there where you say about Morgan Rogers running and, and like, uh, there was a point there, I don't know if Dave or, or anyone saw it, but Hayden Hackney got the ball and he won it really well off Casado. And then he and then he turned and went to put a through ball to Morgan Rogers and Morgan Rogers didn't run. He just, he just didn't move. And the ball just like just rolls out, and he and then Hackney just like puts his arms up, like shrugging, like what are you doing? And and Morgan just like palms him off and turns his back to him, sort of thing. And that was like that was when I was like, what is happening? And I felt like that first half with Morgan Rogers, he he, he I kept I said on watch along, and I said it you know to many people. I still feel like he's got a long way to go in development. And I said this to Daz uh, the other day when we were doing the morning show as well off air. And you said it yesterday uh, on the show as well, mate. And I agree with. You. Did I? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just feel like he's got a long way to go in his development, and he's still a young player. And I feel like I, this Aston Villa thing. I don't. I just. He's. He's not going to walk into the, that Aston Villa that team. I mean, no. you got to see that. Like last night, he didn't put in. Yes, he can come up and do that goal, but like there's yeah. more to football than that. Do you know what I mean? And Dan Balassa giving that ball away and falling over. Matt Clark, who I thought was a fantastic defender, he couldn't play it out from the back line. He was panicking. Johnny House, now 35 year old, put it into the back of the net for the first yeah, goal. Like Housen. it was just cal- it was Did just I? calamity. It was just calamities, just left, right, and center. And like it just and then and then at half time, we're four 0 down, and he takes Marcus Force off. And puts another defender on. Well, that was yeah, Damage's like, limitation. I that I think yeah, he was trying yeah, to avoid yeah. eight. Yeah, but it, it, we still they still scored six. <laughs> I mean, like it just yeah. yeah, it hurt. It hurt. But what for me? I guess it, it, Michael Carrick hasn't ever been four 0 down in his in his manager career, so he's never had to deal with a team at half time that's four 0 down. So it's a good learning curve, I guess, for him and for the young players. When you're four 0 down, what can he do to change it? And he went for damage limitation. That's how we saw it. He still didn't make any substitutions even when we were 6-0 down. That surprised me. I don't see why he didn't use a Law McCabe or, you know, any of those youngsters sitting on the bench because we had three or four because we're still we're still skint with injuries. I don't know why he didn't let those boys, you know, get a bit of experience against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in a 37,000, you know, stadium atmosphere. So there was things all over the point place that you can, you can point out, but I love my club. I'm proud of my team. We got there. We were there. We were the only championship team out of the th- you know three other Premier League teams. 
Yes, we got overdone, but we still had that magical win at, at the Riverside Stadium. And, and, you know, we I just hang my hat on, that, you know, we're a young, improving squad, uh, but we have obviously got a long way to go to get to, to close that gap between the Premier League and Championship. Well, that, that leads neatly onto my next point as well, mate. And, I mean, obviously, you know, we Sunderland had that cup game against Newcastle um, a couple of weeks back where we were soundly beaten. It showed the gulf between the Premier League and the Championship. And I think what that's done for Middlesbrough last night is also highlight how far they are away from, from Premier League football well, as we, well, right? We had it last season as well. Was it last season when we played Brighton in the FA Cup at the Riverside yes. and they oh, did yeah. us 5-1? Yeah. Uh, that was that yeah. then was uh, was a huge eye-opener at the, the gulf of difference between Premier League yeah. and Championship. And, you know, this is this has just underlined that game 12 months ago, whenever it was. Um, Even Burnley, Burnley played yeah. us off the park last yeah. season at our in, in at yeah. the Riverside, and they yeah, bought us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they played us off the yeah. park. They won promotion in our backyard. You know what I mean? And look at but, look where they are. It's just Burnley's a great example, right? Because Burnley are another one that that played good football and, and company wants to you know he wants to adapt that Man City kind of philosophy that that he's had over the last few years as a as a player before moving into management, and. Um, Burnley kind of only have that one style of play. They're not one of these who can. All right, we're not getting any joy here. We're up against you know better footballers. There's no harm in saying that they are better footballers. So you have to take a different route. You have to go a little bit more old school and maybe a little bit more physical, a little bit more route one. And you know those teams just don't have that about them. And yeah. it's 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 down to that really, and that mm. that's. It's down to being able to adapt and, and, and overcome these challenges and the championship clubs aren't just just not built for it um, and, and it's going to take a lot of investment. My worry for Middlesbrough now, and it's exactly the same as what's happened to Sunderland in the last few weeks, is is the knock-on effect from a defeat like that. Yeah, it's the impact. Because, the, yeah, that's that's going to be difficult to shake off. I mean, the, you know, the camera's all there, Birmingham's it's all over cancelled. sky. We're lucky Birmingham well, yeah. cancelled this weekend. Because we our next game's yeah, not it, till the fourth. It takes now. a bit of pressure off, doesn't so, it? And yeah, we have got it. We've got about a two-week break now. And who's yeah. that against? Sunderland. Indeed, that's our next game. So, Ted, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what you're thinking. Well. I don't know. You know, my, that that's my fear. I, before we went into this game, I was I was having a chat and I was saying I just hope. You know, I, I wasn't expecting us to win, and and even on yeah. yesterday's show, I was saying we're going to get beat, but I'm hoping it's by a single goal and we can go through on pens. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I wasn't expecting anything out of the game. I was just hoping we didn't get battered, because my fear yeah. is exactly what Ted's underlined, which is what impacts that going to have yeah. on a young yeah. squad, oh. and not just yeah. what impacts that going to have on a young squad. What impacts that going to have on a young squad that's still missing a full first team of regular picks, um, because you know that's where you know we are. A saving grace there, Dave, is that most of our first team that will be against Sunderland couldn't play last night. Yeah. I'm talking Sam Greenwood, Luke Ayling, uh, Finnazaz, uh, the boys, Riley McGree, Sammy Silvera. That's five players. O'Brien will be available by you know then. I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, not just and, you know coming, I mean? like, coming off the bench. So they weren't involved last night. Do you know what I mean? So it's crazy how different, you know, it, I mean, that's five, that's five players that you would think would start against Sunderland compared to what we had last night. So... Mm. Just yeah. shows you the injuries and the, the you know the decisions Carrick's had to go under to get us even there. But yeah, look, it was uh, it was a rough night. It was We've a had a WhatsApp, boys. A, We've had a WhatsApp oh, from a Newcastle oh, no, fan. Oh. It's Cole Palmer. Cut him off <laughs> from Dunneal. Morning, oh, gents. Ah, 
that morning to Neil. Commiserations to Borough yesterday. It was a shame we Thank won't have a North East representative at Wembley. I thought the Borough fans were great, proper fans. Yes. Chelsea support sounded like a library. Anyway, best of luck to Borough for the rest of the season. That's nice. Thank you, Daniel. That's nice. That's nice. His, yeah. thanks, his tag Daniel's name classic. is Daniel B. And I believe the B stands for Barrow now. It doesn't. It, it does. It He's it secretly doesn't. in love with the Barrow. I know he is. He's not. He's clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't besmirch that nice man like that. If you would like to WhatsApp the show, you can. 0330-043-2002. That's 0330-043-2002. That's the WhatsApp number. We keep getting people who phone it, you know. People who keep, you know, I keep getting voice, like voicemails. Pizza. Yeah, exactly. It's a WhatsApp number. We're going to bring the phone system in very shortly when we start our phoning programmes. So, oh, uh, imagine the drunk yeah. calls from Ted. Oh, I indeed. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Hello, it's Tedrick. It's Tedrick from, uh, from the Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that Stevie guy. I really I'm actually, No, I'm off the grog now. Actually, I might have a off couple of pints when we have the Borough game, but other than that, I'm off the grog. Oh, he's celebrated. <laughs> he's celebrated. That's a good note. Until I get fan. to the UK. <laughs> Until I get to the UK, I'm off the grog apart from a, the Borough game. A nice meal will have me, a civilised meal. Exactly. Indeed. Exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm sure we'll go to the finest kebab shops in all the land. Are you here for the fourth, by the way? Right. Are you here for the fourth? No, I'm not. Ah. Uh, 12th to the 19th, I'm, I'm over in the UK. Ah, he misses it. Yes. Yeah, could have had you at the Riverside. No, I don't. <laughs> All right, I thought you meant I miss the UK. I absolutely do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah, I'll tell you what, mate, the way we're going. Jeez. Yeah, uh, yeah we could it's... talk about that, actually. Yeah, let's talk about the UK, geopolitics, all that sort of stuff, right? <laughs> let's, not. let's not let's not let's talk let's what the fact on. let's talk what the fact before we get to the sports headlines I reckon that's what, what I need what, to talk what, about what 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 I've missed this it's back it's back it's back it's like a comfy pair of slippers isn't it what the fuck what the Slipped into something more comfortable. Come on then, let's let's have your first clue. For anyone new to this, by the way, we haven't just had some sort of nasty breakdown. Our wives haven't left us, all that sort of thing. How do um, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, true. Um, what the fact is all about me having a very very interesting fact about football, or a footballer, or a football team. Um, I'm going to give you four clues. You have to guess what the fact. Your first clue. Are you ready for this? Because I've got to do an impression. Oh. Go yeah. for it. Get that music darted. This guy can really pair his fava beans with a nice dry Chianti. Uh, oh. I know exactly where he's, what he's doing now. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Little, yeah. little. Do you want that again? Little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Go on, please. Give, give us your yeah, best yeah. impression. This guy can really pair his fava beans with a nice dry Chianti. Ah, little yeah. Joker from Batman, George we Clooney in, days. Yeah, you were, no, no, before Are that. Are you joking me? Before that, he's in a cage. Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. He's, uh, exactly. <laughs> oh my how good I am God, with it's like educating mince. It really is. <laughs> 
Steve, how was the acting? How would you rate that? Very good, that mate. Very good. I mean, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster just come past us behind and just said, "I can't believe it. Pass on me best." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was she getting dressed for the day at the time, Steve? Uh, so, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just sarcasm duly noted. <laughs> she, she, heard, she heard it ran to the panic room. Yeah. So yes, that's that's it. That's your first clue. Yeah. Well, do you want it's, to, it's obviously um, to do with it's obviously to do with Borough uh, last night silencing the lambs. No, the young please players. don't. Yeah, it's got to be. He's a Sunderland what fan. What do you expect? What do you expect? Oh. Oh, I mean Hannibal. I think there's something in the name Hannibal or Lecter. No. I mean, isn't there? Isn't Hannibal a player at Man United? Isn't there a young kid named Hannibal with like big curly hair? I can confirm there is a player called Hannibal at Manchester United. I can also Thank confirm you. it's not not about Middlesbrough. It's not all about you, Dave. I know it's your station. Huh? <laughs> Kick a man it's while he's does. down, my dog. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was quoting Daz. I was quoting Daz. <laughs> so yes, open Chrome. Anyway, still open Chrome and open the sports headlines while you're on, Dave. Do I have to? Because we know what it's going to. You know what it's going to include. Just yeah. mute it when it says it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Together across the northeast. The Timbercat and the Red. Ah, Poch is desperate to lift the club, uh, the cup. I hope Liverpool mm. smash him. Not that, not that I'm bitter. Not that it's I'm not bitter. guaranteed to be Liverpool. It's not no, guaranteed no. to be Liverpool. It could yeah, be. It could, it could be, be an Ham. interesting London London derby. Yeah, could that be. wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean I Liverpool could do a that. borough, and you know the, the defence might turn all. Uh, What's the aggregate all there? Two one. Two one. Two one. Two one. Finally, pleased. And at the cottage, tell you. Is that the cottage? Is it? Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting there. Well, it'll be a night of go. disappointed cottages. That's what it'll be. Wow. <laughs> There's a picture. No, no. I just want them to tire them out. No, I want no, them to no, tire no, them no. out for Saturday, lads, because obviously we've got them in the FA Cup. Hang on. Oh, that's right. If, do too, yeah. if Dave's coming up with lines like that, who's got the button? <laughs> if your mind's working I, like that. I know I know what you did there, and you can't deny it. But anyway, well, we'll move fans. on. You'll play football at the cottage. <laughs> Anyway, right, one week left in the transfer window. By the way, we haven't mentioned Fat Cass Club for two weeks. Oh, no, hey, hey, it's coming. Oh, great, hey. sorry. Just, be just, just, be just you because know. you've, like, been sunning yourself, and, you know... Mate, I just wanted to divert the conversation away from football. Sort of thing on the beach. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't want any more football debate. Who <laughs> right, thinks the only thongs that you wear are the ones on your feet, but unfortunately Woo. that's not the case, right? It's been on the beach and everything. See what you did there. <laughs> uh, there you go. Bit of lingo for the Aussies there. Anyway, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Very rudely. Uh, very rudely interrupted. One week left the transfer window, so we're going to go around the table on this one. Um, Steve, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, are Newcastle United being realistic with a trippier price tag? And how do you feel about Kel Calvin Phillips off to West Ham? Have they missed a trick? 
I mean, Newcastle are being realistic with, with Trippier. Look at his stats. Look where he is in, you know, the grand scheme of things. You know, this season in the Premier League, uh, you know, he's he's one of the best, you know, dead ball specialists. He's also, you know, created so many chances in the Premier League. I think he's second in all the tables for, for a right back. So, yeah, of course they're being realistic. What, 12, 12 to 14 million pounds um, for a player that's not only going to have, you know, a detrimental effect to the playing side of things, but also off the pitch. It's, it's a massive player to lose and with FFP playing its part in Newcastle's transfer window Newcastle need to, to recoup as much as they can if they're going to have to part company with Trippier but watching Trippier train yesterday um, you know, alongside Callum Wilson um, a move from St James's Park looked the furthest thing from their mind to be honest so you know, for me personally I, I would be very surprised if both of them go would I be surprised if one goes if Trippier does go on, on deadline day I wouldn't be surprised because there's been so much talk about it. Bayern seem very, you know, persistent, but I don't think they're going to overpay. Um, got to remember they spend a fortune on Harry Kane, mm. and you know they, you know they will be looking at their accounts as well. I'm sure and thinking, well, you know, we've got to we've got to play the game as well from from our perspective. But I don't. I, I, I don't know why you know the, the, you know all of our key players have suddenly been moved with links away other than Darren Eels's statement a couple of weeks ago where essentially he said yeah. you know he more or less said everyone was everyone was up for grabs you know um, he didn't say star players like you know I've, I've reiterated that time and time again on here but he just you know he just basically said we've got to sell the buy and maybe that's the reason that we've yeah. seen this is it a smart move by Eels and and that's why he's why he's done it you know we're testing the water we're seeing what what people value our players at it's a good way to put them in the shop window without putting them in the shop window um, to, to get what you need um, but you know only only time will tell have we missed out on Callum Phillip, uh, Calvin Phillips is that a big miss for Newcastle I'd say the fan base was split 50-50 I don't think everybody was as convinced that Calvin Phillips was the man to turn things round midfield's, a, midfield's an area where Newcastle aren't struggling um, on the injury list we've got players coming back uh, within the next two to three weeks we'll have Harvey Barnes Joe Willock and Jacob Murphy back and available to play uh, obviously we're missing Joe Linton who's out with me as I mentioned in the headlines um, you know they've signed you know by the, the looks of it uh, one of the most influential young players at Manchester City who is uh, you know was, was closer to the first team than Lewis Miley was at Newcastle um, so potentially he could be somebody who they might add to the first team squad Um so yeah, I, I don't think Calvin Phillips is is, is a big issue. I, I think when you look at the deal to West Ham, it probably makes sense. Um, I think we all remember uh, maybe eight nine months ago um, when Lewis Paqueta was linked with a move to Manchester City. Is this a yeah. is, is this a, is this the first move on behalf of Manchester City to you know to, to have that other player go in the reverse? It possibly could be if Phillips does well at, Man, at West Ham over the course of the next few months, you might find Paqueta moving in the opposite direction. So you know that that for me makes sense. I can see why they've done that. Um, I think you know Phillips will have wanted regular football, uh, but. I just think Newcastle weren't willing to pay the seven million pound loan fee. Um, they, they weren't going to, you know, they weren't going to bow to, to Manchester City, and Manchester City weren't about to reduce the fee. So they've, you know, they've they've decided to come out with that. I mean, Man City might need all the money they've got, you know, depending on how things move with with their financial fair play here, and that's that's, you know, supposedly imminent. But um, yeah, I, I, 
you know, it, it's it's going to be an interesting seven days now because you know it looked as if it was going to be the quietest, tran- quietest transfer record, uh, quietest transfer um, window for you know mm. for the last few you know for the last few years for Newcastle. But it's it's it looks like it could be interesting. It looks like we have one or two players potentially who could be you know on the move. Um, but you would hope that Newcastle got players coming in and. I've I've seen a, another link with Rafinha, um, which which would yeah. mean that M- Miggy could be could be on his way. That that one looks like it, it has more legs. Al Habab still supposedly interested in him. Miggy's um, sells off to Turkey as well, Steve. Well, that was another early transfer window one, which has not had any. It's not had any not had any more momentum built around it. You know, um, Miggy's Miggy's representatives haven't been contacted by Al Habab. So again, that's just a story that's circulating. You've got to find like you know where did that. Where did that start? You know, to find the out, you know, where there's any truth in it. But it's strange. It's it's just it's just strange that we've had nothing. Um and then now, you know, suddenly it seems as if we're, you know, in the middle of this, you know, you know, storm storm Newcastle. Um, you know, not storm not storm Jocelyn Aisha, storm Newcastle has been brewing for a week. And we're now in this position where you know, we're all scratching our heads and waiting. But we we've we, Newcastle fans on social media, we seem to have got over the initial outrage. Now it's calmed down because nothing's actually happened other than this youngster joining us from Manchester City. Um, yeah. So I guess we just have to sit and wait. It's it's, it's going to be a long seven days. Um, yeah. I, what I, what I don't want at the end of the seven days is though to, for Newcastle to be sitting there and going, well at least we didn't sell any players uh, yeah. and not and not have anybody in because I still believe that we need at least you know a striker or. You know, a, a, a central defensive midfielder to come in, um, just to just to bolster things because we've lost Joel Linton, we've lost a key player, and despite the fact that Barnes and Willock and Murphy are coming back in, um, you know, that the squad was the squad was okay, but it wasn't it wasn't solid, it wasn't it, you know it didn't have strength and depth. So all it takes is another injury to one or two of those players again. And we're back, you know, we're not back to square one. We're, we're further behind than we were at the start of the season with 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 Joe Linton now not available probably until the last couple of games. So it's yeah, it's 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 an interesting time. I just hope that um, you know, I just hope that we can get you know one or two one or two players you know in in the door loans, you know, if that's the way it's got to be for this window and so be it. But we know that the summer, we know that Newcastle are going to be you know they're going to be active. And and that's good, you know. We know that they're going to have money to spend. They've got the, the sponsorship money coming in, and yeah, it, w- it will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if the Edison one uh, grows momentum yeah. as well, because obviously he, he was linked from uh, Atlanta. But uh, yeah, interesting times to be a Newcastle fan. I thought it was going to be a quiet two weeks. How wrong was that? But yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's always going to be an interesting one. Where it's weird that Newcastle and Sunderland kind of both looking for the similar kind of players. Um, we're probably going to be like getting to the end of the window going I'm expecting that same press conference of well we, we kept on to the players we wanted to keep a hold of but we didn't sign anyone but we tried but yeah. um, it's, it's, it's just weird that we're in that sort of same position but obviously last night Ryan I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try and pick up too much on you but your defence got a bit Oprah Winfrey last night you have a goal you mm. have a goal and you have a goal um, obviously it's highlighted the need for, for more recruits I would have thought so is Obviously, you've got Luke Ealing in, who's a seasoned campaigner, good, solid addition to the squad. But do you think on the on the balance of things, you need to have a look at, at defenders coming in? Or, or what do you reckon Michael Carrick's priority is? 
I have to think it's a striker. I mean, we played without a recognised striker last night. We had Josh Coburn on the bench, but he's obviously not fit enough to start or play. Uh, and then obviously uh, Latte Lath was pictured at home from, you know, in front of his fireplace watching it. So you would think there are only two strikers that can't be fit. You would think and hope that Middlesbrough are dipping in and trying to find a striker, but they're as bad as Diamond does, aren't they? I mean, they just... Yeah. You can't you can't just go and pick you know a striker out one in January for without paying overs and, and two you're not going to get you know a, a you know good goal scoring striker in January because they're probably performing at their current club. So um, I don't think defensively we do need to do anything. To be honest with you, I think we've got Senny Dieng, our number one goalkeeper, coming back. We've lost Lenahan and Tommy Smith to season-ending injuries, but they will come back. So you can't go and sign anyone on a permanent because you would think when they come back, they're part of the team. Paddy McNair, I think, is an interesting one. I think he's going to go. I'm not sure if it's going to be now or in the summer, but I would I would expect him uh, not to be on the books too much longer, which kind of leaves a gap there. But I think Matt Clark is still proving that he can be, you know, he can play a good role for Borough. He obviously had a bit of a shocker last night in terms of his passing, but he's a, he's kind of like that old school defender. If it, if anyone sort of gets my drift in that, because he, he's he's not part of the, the the new style where he passes out from the back. But he'll throw his body in front of everything and he'll throw his body around in, you know, in front of everyone and he'll slide in no matter the time, no matter the period, no matter where, he, you know, where it is because he trusts in his ability to get the ball off that player. So you kind of need one of them you know, in that, that sweeper role, if you will. But, but if it's Carrick's ideology to play it out from the back, then he's going to need some players that can play it out from the back. Uh, and maybe there was talk of this Minturn, I think it was, a League Two player. Uh, that, that we were targeting and there was also a couple of others as well so it, you know it wouldn't surprise me if he goes in for another defender or two uh, or a holding midfielder but my golly golly gosh we need a striker uh, and we need yeah. him yesterday because we just need a number nine that's fit uh, because we can't be playing if Morgan Rogers does stay uh, you know we can't be playing with Morgan Rogers or you know them up front we need a number nine that can hold it up pass it on and he's recognised as a striker um, and he, like you, like you said the other day, Teddy. You know when Jordan Hugo comes on and just bullies. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. need one of them. So yeah, hundred percent. Is he out there? I don't know, but hopefully the recruitment staff. Have, you know, I'm, I, I would argue that they're not as silly uh, uh, enough to not realise how much we we need one of them. Mm, I think Newcastle would be looking at Yankuba Minty as well. Um, you know, with, with regards to the striker, they'd be looking how yeah. well he's done in Feyenoord. And I know the Dutch leagues no nowhere near the same as the, the the Premier League, but you know he's done well. He's you know he's a youngster. He's gone there. He's he's you know he's kept his place. Um, he's created goals. He scored goals, and he seems to have settled in. And you know it was it's got him called up to the African Cup of Nations. So you know from from yeah. my perspective, I look at that and think, okay, so there's a striker that potentially could come back to the club. He's learned a lot when he was away and you know he could be part of the first team picture next year but I still think we need you know an experienced name and even if it's just short term if they think if they think Minty is good enough I would trust I would trust Eddie Howe to you know to make that judgment to make that call um, but I think I, I still think as well you know I say, I'm not going to say long term but I still think Newcastle need to build from the back I think when you look at the average age of the team over the course of the next, let's say the next four transfer windows, so that's in the next two years, I think Newcastle United need to sign a goalkeeper uh, to, to rival Nick Pope, to give him some competition. We don't know how he's going to come back from that shoulder injury. 
Um, Newcastle have got plenty plenty cover at full-back on the right side, uh, despite losing Manquillo, if, if Trippier is to go now or in the summer. Um, you know, Livramendo, you would imagine, is going to be a first choice. Um, you still have you still have you know adequate adequate support on that side. The big call to make on Lewis Hall. What did it do with Lewis Hall on the left? You know, is he is is that, is this a permanent deal now? Which is what we think nah, it's going to be. be. Twenty. Well, we think it is. It was part of the agreement. 25, 25, 25 to twenty eight million pound. It was it was just not made a permanent deal because of FFP restrictions. But Newcastle, you know, more or less committed to signing him at the end of this at the end of this deal. Um, um, at the end of the loan, the, the loan spell, um, they're going to have to make some kind of inroads to left back. Dan Byrne can't go on forever. Uh, some would yeah. say that he's now probably gone. You know, he, he's gone past the point of no return as being a first team regular. Paul Dummett's not the answer. Um, you know, so we, we, you know, left back. I think we'd need the target. We need another centre half uh, to play alongside Botman. Because you know Shaw is 31, um, he's been given a one-year extension, uh, but he's not going to last forever. Jamal Sells is not the answer. You need to improve on him. Um, he could go in this window, of course. Um, you know you could move Dan Burn to centre half, but then that means playing two, you know, two people with the same, uh, you know, two left footers together. It's not something that Eddie Howe's done ever in his two years. Yeah, in his two in his two years, your midfield's probably your strongest asset at Newcastle. You probably don't need to bring anybody in. You've got Tonali coming back in August, which should make a, a big big difference um, you've got to keep a hold of you've got to keep a hold of Bruno and convince him that the project's still moving forward and the five year plan is still the five year plan and you know I think as long as you've got Tonali and Bruno available along with the you know the others I think the midfield's fine you know Anthony Gordon um, you know s- certainly somebody who is has got a lo- long longevity in the, in the team and um, you know Harvey Barnes you know hasn't really had a chance to, to impress this season uh, did when he first played but then got injured so he's he's somebody else Elliot Anderson's coming back Joe Willock is still young so the midfield is probably our strongest asset so it's yeah. then just the centre forwards um, Isaac's there and he's, I think I think he's becoming world class I don't think he's world class at the moment but there's no doubt he's, he's, he's a top Premier League striker he just needs to go the, that extra extra mile now and needs to avoid injuries if he can uh, but that's where we're short so if Mintier comes in we need another you need at least one more centre forward because Callum Wilson is not the answer either. God bless him. You know, fifty odd goals in a hundred games, great strike rate, um, but you know, spends a lot of time as we know. You know, injured. You know, misses misses four or five games, comes back for four or five games, and then is out again. So yeah, it, it's it's not a major resurgery, but it's we need to bolster the squad. You know, we need to bring in we need to bring in new faces, and um, you know, it's it's across the board. Unfortunately, over the next two years, and with the FFP restrictions, it's going to be difficult. So they're going to hope the players are going to. Come Come through from the from the juniors. You know, Joe White has come back off his loan period and done very well. Um, you know, he's back and he's he's now going to be in the first team squad. They're going to hope that he's going to come good like Lewis Miley did. So there's lots, mm. lots, you know, lots to look forward to. I guess you know, long term, but. Um, there's no short-term fixes, unfortunately, because of FFP, and we've just got to hope next year we don't have as as many injuries. Um, it, you know, that's that's blighted our season, unfortunately, and yeah, you know, if we some were, sort of inquest into that as well, oh, though, Steve. Hasn't there it? has to be, there has to be, because something's not right. Something, something's not right with all these injuries. You can, you can accept one or two of them have been freak injuries. You know, the the, the Elliot yeah, Anderson yeah. one and and the Dan Byrne one. We saw it all happen on TV. You know how we landed yeah. badly. Anything can happen in a game, but there's been a few where you know, you know, the the bottom one for instance where you know he came out and admitted you know that he was you know that, that the injury was misdiagnosed and you know that that in itself is is not good news for oh. for anything and i think i think for me it's 
you know, it, it the reason it's felt more of a season of discontent than anything other is obviously because the last two seasons have been exciting. You know, we we stayed up the Great Escape, and then what we did last season is well documented. But I think this season has felt, you know, like a season of discontent because there's been a lot of stuff going on off the pitch as well. You know, there's constant. I, I watched I watched a podcast last night which which had three of our supporters on who are currently at loggerheads with the club because they've been banned from the club. Um, and wow. they laid that they laid that cases out really really well. Um, I know all three people who've been you know who've been banned for various reasons. I won't go into it. Um, I'll, I'll send you the link and you can watch it. But it's okay. it's really really um, left a sour taste in the mouth. That as well as the fan advisory board, um, you know that's that you know that, that it's all starting to it's all starting. Parallels to with Sunderland's point. weird, isn't it? <laughs> well, we've always been the same. We've always been the same. I mean, I sat and watched. I, you know, I sat and watched Rise Watch Along, and and you know, and and watched the match last night, and then you know, just watching you know watching the the Borough fans at the end of the game, you know, like well, like they had all the way through, singing the hearts out for the team, um, but ultimately walking out of the ground, you know, with with their faces tripped them that's that's just us isn't it that's that's that, yeah. that's the life of a northeast football fan unfortunately yeah. we should all we should all be used to it and uh, we shouldn't be used to it because of our support but unfortunately it's like know your place you know what i mean uh, yeah. you don't yeah. deserve to be in finals and um, yeah. yeah but the, yeah the parallels the parallels <coughs> are there for everybody to see newcastle sunderland and middlesbrough unfortunately mm. we're all we're all very much the same you know we have we, we've all had a degree of success at some point in our history uh, mm. but but all in all it's all about just you know treading water unfortunately well meanwhile on Weir's side (laughs) so we went into this the beginning of this transfer window going Sam Gallagher being touted Kiefer Moore being touted as as the the experienced striker to come in obviously we had the talk about Yanam Via making this big comeback to, to finish off his career with Sunderland which would have been great there was talk of Ahmad coming back on loan for for a short spell as well, just maybe at the end of the season to get him match fit again. Um, but no, not none of that has has happened. Um, in fact, Michael Beale has even kind of said he knows nothing about the Yanam Via uh, situation. Hopefully, that's because they keep them in the dark and they're just going to sack him. Um, but but the obviously worst case scenario is that um, that it's, there's no truth in it whatsoever. But we are reportedly close, obviously, to that massive signing. No, no disservice to Callum Styles, but it's not a signing that's getting Sunderland fans excited. Uh, Callum Styles is a midfielder, central defensive midfielder, plays for Barnsley. This would be an initial loan with an option to buy from a League One side. Is he a relation to Nobby? Um, Harry. Mm, right, okay. <laughs> We're going to get Harry Styles up front. Um, and maybe get some younger fans through the gate. Um, oh God, honestly, it just goes from bad to worse. It really does. Um, so that that's where we are in the transfer window right now, and and I can see it. I can see what's going to happen now. Christian Speakman will give you know one of his insipid interviews at the end of the window on, Jan- on February the first. Going well, we tried, but you know they didn't fit the model. They didn't finish, fit the financial mm. model. And going going to get a midfielder from Barnsley, and again, no disrespect to Barnsley, they're they're a great old club, they've got a very, very passionate and loyal fan base as well, but when we're digging into League One, fishing for a player on an initial loan with option to buy, that just tells you everything you need to know about the state of our, not, not just the finances, but the whole model of the club, 
is 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 broken because if if you if you can't actually go out and buy a, a league one midfielder should be like sort of you know back pocket change to somebody who's whose aim is playoffs and promotion it should be a no-brainer yeah, no, it's like, I agree. Yeah, right yeah. we'll get him for maximum what you're talking maximum two million probably for, for a league one midfielder i would have thought there's oh, not really that, big money you know changes mean? hands yeah if exactly that. exactly yeah. There's not huge and the chance for him to come to exchange. Sunderland as well. You know, I mean, I don't think yeah. he'd be sitting there going, "I don't want to play in." You know, for Sunderland, who were what seventh in the league in Championship, going up a league as well. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and there's no way that he'd be fighting that. So it, it seems, you know, it, 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 it reeks of of some sort of financial stress where you can only loan. You know, and, and again, it's a midfielder. I know you probably need that, but my God, you need a striker more. Do you know what I mean? So well. You know, the, the frustrating thing for me is right. So obviously, under 18s brilliant last night. Um, you know, three nil win through to the next round of the cup yeah. and all that sort of thing. Now Chris Rigg got uh, got game time last night. Uh, Chris Rigg, obviously sixteen years old, under Mowbray, was in and around the matchday squad. He was getting substitute appearances. He was getting genuine first team game time. They tied him down onto uh, like this uh, this like an extension to the schoolboy contract he was on. Um, after fending off interest from Newcastle, oddly enough, because uh, his yep. family's all Jordies as well, I yeah, believe. He's a Jordy yeah, he boy, is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, but then he's he's back into the under 18s and they're going fishing for for midfield players from League One. What what does that tell him? Mm. Is yeah. you know yeah, you, you've got Job right, who's yeah. absolutely dead on his feet as an 18 year old, and they refuse to to give him a break. You've got an equally talented, if not even better, the job footballer in Chris Rigg, and the the farming him out to the under 18s and he's down down in Gillingham. It's <laughs> just beggars belief. It's like, well, yeah. well, what what is your actual model? Are you there to promote yeah. youth, or are you there just to try and buy on the cheap? And it, it is now starting to look like it's buying on the cheap. Now I, yeah. I don't want to come on here every morning and have a rant about the way that Sunderland are doing business and the way that the the treating their fans, but Right now, that's that's literally what I have to do because because we're getting nothing. Yeah. The silence from the club is absolutely horrific. Yeah. I mean, they they know that the fans aren't happy. A with the management situation, or B the recruitment side of things. Everyone, yeah. you know, the world and his dog can see what we need right now. Yeah. In terms of positions, yeah. we need cover on the left side of defence. We need a central defensive midfielder. And we need we need at least one striker. I still think we're short of wingers, to be honest. Because, all right, we've got Jewison Bennett, who again, great young player. Where is he? He's not getting game time. Yeah, his last I'm surprised Burstow's still stuck there three as well. Defenders and and put a pinpoint cross in, and he hasn't had a yeah. game since. What's yeah, going I'm on? I'm still there? surprised Burstow Burstow's loan hasn't been cut short as well and been sent back to Chelsea. To, to, just to, for the wage factor. Now I'm not sure yeah. how good a deal Sunderland have got there, but if you if you're struggling for money and you've got a young striker that you're not playing, he's not performing. You know he's on loan from Chelsea, which I'm guessing warrants a little bit of a wage packet. Just cancel the loan and get a bit of money there as well. It just doesn't make sense to keep someone on your books for the rest of the season. As one's not going to get a game, two is on loan, and three would be spent elsewhere. You know what I mean? It just, It'd yeah. probably start against Borough, mate. I mean, the, the, mm. obviously the kid's got to get experience and all that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, he's he's his Bandar spotless, as to to, to use my yeah. well used expression. Now, he's he's not even getting into the positions to get strikes on goal, Mason Burstow. Yeah, no. it's, I, I don't know what he is. 
I, I don't think he's actually a striker. He looks more like somebody who plays in between a left wing and a striker position. It's kind of like no man's land. I don't yeah. see I don't see enough clever runs from him. I don't see him bending a run to get in the box or anything like that. You're absolutely right. It, it's he's he's taken up a wage and a spot in the squad, and there's just no product for him. No. And yet, no. then you've got Michael Beale saying that you know we've got we've got strikers like Hemier and Hemier might go out on loan. And then in the next sentence, saying he's a fantastic finisher in training. Well, if he's a fantastic finisher, get him on the pitch. Don't send him out on loan. Yeah, yeah. What kind of lunacy yeah. is that? There's questions left, right, and centre, isn't there? My goodness, that's, that's More it. Question I mean, than answers. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't. I actually, I'll predict now. I don't think we'll make a senior signing this window. I, mean, I, I really don't think that we'll could be Newcastle one. and Sunderland. That could be both of us. Yeah. We could both be in the same position, um, and we could end up losing somebody as well. Which you know, with do with Joe Linton having surgery and being out till May, and potentially losing Trippier or God forbid Wilson. Um, yeah, that's the one I'm more worried about losing a striker. Um, then then you know your, your whole season your whole season's in jeopardy. But you know, hopefully Newcastle have got you know irons in the fire and they are looking at bringing players in. Um, otherwise, we're going to be relying on a few of the youngsters again. You know, Joe White might find himself in the in, in the spotlight towards the end of the season. Mm. But our season is over if we lose on Saturday. If we if we get beat against Fulham on Saturday, that's it. We've got nothing to yeah. play for apart from league league position, mm. and you know for 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 us that'll be that'll be a that'll, that'll be a tough one to take as a Newcastle fan if we yeah. lose. Um, so it'll, we, we watch the, the Stoke game for interest. us, Steve. It's yeah. it's same for the Stoke yeah. game with us. If if we lose that, Beale's got to go after that and and get somebody in who actually has a clue what they're doing in time for that Borough game. Anyway, on that chirpy little note, <laughs> let's get let's get some news, eh? <laughs> From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the Red Batoon and the Cat. Used to be young. Oh, talented lass. Oh, yeah, talented lass, young song. Miley. I remember a song Han- for you three lads, eh? Hannah Montana. That was, that was dedicated to you three. Let's be careful. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, um, the lad might be down, but there's no need to kick me in the boys. Yeah, What I did like about uh, about Miley Cyrus is when she performed mm. on the, the Radio 1, uh, what was it called? The Big Weekend that came to Middlesbrough yeah. a few years ago. Uh, the night, well, uh, the night before she performed, she's out on Martin Road in Middlesbrough doing a selfie sort of video thing. Yes. And then the night after she performed, I think it was the Saturday she performed, or was it the Saturday? I can't remember. I think it was the Saturday. She goes off into Middlesbrough Town Centre and goes into nightclubs. And just, oh you know, just, yeah, just starts mingling, which was tremendous. Wow. Just shows you how the centre of the earth is Middlesbrough. That's it. Ha- yes, have you ever right. seen the, uh, I don't know whether you lads watch Black Mirror on Netflix. Uh, no, fantastic no. series, very very out there, kind of bit of a dystopian thing. Short stories, um, but there was a one that Miley Cyrus did, um, kind of playing a, a, a version of herself, I guess, in a way, playing this pop star. Honestly, it is one of the best sci-fi episodes of anything I have ever ever watched. I, I would mm. urge you all to go and watch it. Black Mirror on Netflix. It's obviously other streaming platforms are available, um, but it is, it is class. It is class. Indeed. However, I mean, I do regard her in terms of singing. Um, I, I, 
I have a little pet name for her, which is Trailer Swift. But there you go. Uh, she's, she's not quite as classy as Taylor, is she? But anyway... <laughs> Oh dear. Show some club headlines on that note. Oh dear. Dear, dear doctor. Uh, yes, I think we're better. Yes, Mackham's and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning, Sunderland fans. Sunderland are reportedly close to landing Callum Styles of Barnsley in an initial loan with option to buy deal. The midfielder was left out of the Tykes matchday squad last night with manager Neil Collins admitting that negotiations were underway regarding the player's exit. Although born in England, Styles was actually eligible to play international football for Ukraine and Hungary through his grandparents, though in March 2022 Styles was included in the Hungary squad for matches against Serbia and Northern Ireland and has been in and around the national squad since. So more on that story as and when we get it. Sunderland under-18s advanced through the fifth round of the FA Cup after claiming a convincing 3-0 victory over Gillingham under-18s at the Priestfield Stadium last night. Caelan beat his early strike, broke the deadlock. Trey Ogunsui added a second with close-range tapping in halfway in the second half before Josh Robertson wrapped up the win with the closing stages. The win sees the Young Black Cats set up a fifth round clash with Swindon Town, but they are next back in action this Saturday afternoon when they take on local rivals Newcastle United at the Academy of Light. And finally, Sunderland is set to miss out on a reported target as Birmingham City is set to make their second signing of the January transfer window according to a report. South Korea International Park's Young Hoi is set to join the Blues uh, according to reports from Asian outlet Sports Donga. Seung Ho has received offers from Sunderland as well as League One and the Bundesliga but will be moving to St Andrews instead. They are your Sunderland headlines. Magpies and Proud. Mags News. Newcastle United have reportedly agreed a deal to sign Manchester City youngster Alfie Harrison on a permanent deal. The 18-year-old midfielder is highly rated at the Etihad Stadium and his potential has caused Newcastle to make their move for the teenager. Head of youth recruitment, Paul Midgley, who moved from Manchester City to Newcastle in 2022, is said to have been involved in the deal. Newcastle United are demanding around 11 million euros, and, and that is for the sale of Kieran Trippier, according to Sky in Germany. Newcastle's price is for a permanent deal this month or an obligatory fee on an initial loan move, but Bayern Munich don't want to spend too much on the England international. Sky Sports News understand that Bayern have made an initial reproach and talks remain ongoing over the deal. And Newcastle United confirmed yesterday that Joe Linton has successfully undergone surgery on a thigh injury sustained earlier this month. The midfielder will now commence a period of rehabilitation overseen by the club's medical team and he is expected to return to action in May this season. The Premier League season ends on Sunday, May the 19th, and that means that Joe Linton will remain in United's 25-man Premier League squad for the rest of the season. That's your Newcastle headlines on Wednesday. Smoggies and Proud. Borough News. Good morning, Borough fans. Well, we will forget about last night, shall we? Michael Carrick took full responsibility for Middlesbrough's errors at Chelsea, he said, insisting it was how he wants his team to play. After an incredible run into the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup and a memorable victory over Chelsea at the Riverside in the first leg, Borough's dreams were ultimately shattered and brought crashing down on Tuesday evening in some fashion as we lost 6-1 at Stamford Bridge. While the Blues were ultimately ruthless on the night, the big talking point from the game was undoubtedly Burroughs' sloppiness when playing it out from the back. 
four of Chelsea's six goals ultimately came from Barra making a mistake whilst playing it out from the back and giving the ball away. Carrick conceded after the game that there does have to be a balance of when, when and where to take the risk and when not to, but ultimately considered and said he shouldered the responsibility for the errors because that's how he asked the players to play. For him, the more important factor was that one or two errors didn't stop them from trying to make them hide and trying to make them hide. And rather the goat McGree returned to the starting lineup after battling plantar fasciitis. He said he feels like he is nearly back at full fitness. The Aussie goat put in a workmanlike performance during his 83 minutes on the pitch at the right side of Australia's midfield yesterday against Uzbekistan. And Middlesbrough boss Michael Carrick has also claimed that he has no reason to believe Morgan Rogers will not be at the Riverside uh, at the end of transfer. January transfer window with a firm response to one report reporter saying is our player. The former Manchester City player who only joined Borough during the summer transfer window has heavily been linked with Premier League outfit Aston Villa and Borough are braced for another bid in the coming week. Them's your Borough headlines. Them's your Borough results. On to the next one. Have a break because we're taking down the Mackhams. Just couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. Just couldn't what resist, a boys. Song. Yeah, just cracking songs. See, Sorry about that, that Borough fans. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just he mentioned it in his Borough news, so I thought shattered dreams. We've got to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll see what you do. Oh, I get well done. Well done. I can be creative every once in a while. No, hey, boys. We've had a we've had a guess. We've had a guess. So, Ooh. so, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is out there, like, off one clue. One clue. So, it's Addy in Hartlepool, and it, it is oh, all to do with Hannibal Mejbri, who's the young player that uh, that Rye picked out. Uh, what Addy yep. said is, the fact is, or something like, uh, he's the most expensive player not to have played first-team football when he moved from Monaco to Manchester United. Ooh. Good guess. That is a very, very, very good fact. It's not the right answer, no. but I, I like the way that, that that's well been done. put together. Well that's, done. Yeah. That's that's the kind of standard of listener we need on this show. That's that's <laughs> that, that's is, perfect. that is how exactly <laughs> how Ted would structure it. We, at we wear our monocles together. Yes, it's time for clue number two. He reads me like a book. This guy. Read your dad, it's back. <laughs> right. Like children in the playground, I'm telling you. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen to their voices. It's even cheered Rye up. <laughs> Who would have thought that would have happened today? Right, so. Uh, it'll never cheer, cheer me up. Your first clue was. Yes, your first clue was. This guy can really pair his fava beans with a nice dry Chianti. <laughs> Hannibal. Yeah. Your second clue. Your second clue is this man went on to win a World Cup and two Champions Leagues, among many other honours, after giving up the day job. Oh. This Just man went on me? to win a World Cup. This yep. man went on to win a World Cup and two Champions Leagues, among many other honour, many other honours. That's really difficult to say. After giving up <laughs> the day job. 
So there you go. There's your first two clues. Any uh, any feelings on this one, lads? Mm, Silence of the Lambs. Lamb. Lamb. It'll lamb. be like one of those stories where we pick Malcolm Christie out from the park when he was playing football. Remember that story? When Burrow saw Malcolm Christie, he was playing park with his lads. And one of the scouts yeah. from Burrow walked past and, and then he was playing football and he said, wow, he looks pretty good. They brought him in for a session with the Burrow and they signed him the next day. Wow. But that's not the fact. Um, I'd just like to explain to the listener, now it has come back. This is the impossible quiz. Which, uh, which, which, which is absolutely impossible. You ran me to, close to up win. Christmas, but then I accelerated um, out. And, Tell you what, and the be- moment it's better than that sound one, though. My, go- we got like a second. <laughs> it's that. Yeah. Stephen, who was that? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, yep, yep. That's you know Martin Boyle. Who? How are we meant to get that? Just making excuses for defeat. Excuses are just lies we tell watch, ourselves. Watch the last cue, uh, the last clue again. Go and say it again. I'll, I'll give you them both once more. I'll give you them both. This guy can really pair his fava beans with a nice dry Chianti. And then your second clue was this man went on to win a World Cup and two Champions Leagues, among many other honours, after giving up the day job. Hmm. Hannibal, or is it Electra? Well, he's got to be. He's got to. If he's, how on earth can you win the World Cup and two Champions League? You can either be a player, you can mm. be a coach. Would, would he? Would he stoop as low to you know it being a physio or somebody Lecter? like that? And I can't. Mm. Say, is, no, I wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't stoop that low. Well, I'd be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, is, is it? Is it a world? Is it? Is it the Champions League? Did he World Cup and Champions League? Is it in football? Is it a different Yes, sport? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes, it's not the Champions League of <laughs> darts. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go completely <laughs> off topic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you see, I was thinking, I was thinking of Alan Lamb, the cricketer, you see. Oh, good oh, one. Good one. Like it, like it, like it. Very clever. Yeah. Very I clever. see what you Very did there. No. <laughs> yeah, but the red herring today isn't football. He's talking about Ludo. Um, is it to do with Hannibal Lecter, or I mean, is it to do with the title of the movie, or is it to do with of the who played Hannibal Lecter? Well, the, I mean, who played? Just, just what, what's his name again? What's you, his you, name again? You're focusing on this uh, Anthony Hopkins. Thank you, Anthony Hopkins. Um, right, that line. There's 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 two clues, I guess, in the, in the line. Okay, Father Beans. So this guy can. Sorry, I'll do the voice. <coughs> Okay, this guy can really pair his fava beans with a nice dry Chianti. Chianti, 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 Chianti. You're trying to say Chianti? Is that what type of spell it? Is that like a? Is it an Italian one? Could it be like? Is it could be like an Italian footballer? Do you get what I'm saying? Like the. Where's that type of wine from? Now Rye's getting on it. Now he's you know back. I mean? Come on, boy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, where, where's that wine, you know? Did you guys know that Dennis Law once scored six goals lamb, against Luton? We're still going down the lamb, like the lamb angle. Well, it sounds like Chianti. Mm. It sounds like the wine angle. But there's two clues in there. So Father Beans. What's Father Beans? No, no, I'm not going there. Um, Father Beans. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that was not the intention. Pear, pear, pear. Take us on to the them. next topic while we Is while we mull over them. this. Yeah, okay. Yes. Think of players. Think of players. Think of players with the name Lamb. 
Is, is that what you're going for? Well, that's what I. Well, that's the, well, that's the direction I'm going in because you because I thought you I thought you were being sly and going down the cricket angle, but you're not. So it's definitely no, no, World no. Cup and Champions League as far as football as players concerned. Am I got to do with the wine and what the that regions from? Or I, I, that, I think is that, I think it goes down separate paths. Is that the nationality of the player? Is that is the is the wine the nationality of the player? So where is Chianti from? It's an Italian it's red Italian, wine produced in the Chianti region of Tuscany. Chianti. So is it an Italian Chianti. player called? Is it, is what it I an say, Italian Chianti. player called Lamb? Ooh. Ooh. What's that Italian for Lamb? <laughs> well, is there is there, is there a player called? Is there a player called Lamb that's won the Champions League? That's in the a. World that's that's a really weird last name for an Steve's Italian, isn't it? In <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alfonso <laughs> Lamb. It just doesn't Dave, work, does it? Yeah. <laughs> One thing Dave. we are not doing when I'm over in the UK is going to a pub quiz with Steve because you get very serious <laughs> and competitive over this life. <laughs> it all started when Henry Hill from Goodfellas went to the Scotch Arms contest <laughs> with <laughs> me and Neil Jackson. It started sh- Whenever he knew the answer, he started shouting out, which I wasn't very impressed with. <laughs> never recovered. I've never recovered from that defeat. He's an angry I'll trivia man, that's for sure. So is it is it an Italian World Cup winner and an Italian who's won the Champions League twice? I think there's a coach. Um, Get the listeners involved. Is there any because that that way that way we can the listener at least have a bit of support. come on, we don't, no, Dunno, we don't. come on, Dunno. Is there a, is there a player <laughs> out there? Barry, are you listening? Jack, are you An listening? Italian lamb. Is there any is there any footballers called lamb? Who's you you need your hero. You need your Daniel right now. Yeah, come I on, Daniel. Come on, pull us out, Daniel. Um, but it's after he gave up his day job, so that doesn't sound like a player to me. So is it is it an Italian coach? That could be a red who herring. used to be a player. Mm. I mean, he's full of red herrings, isn't he? Um, he is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know what wine you would pair with that, but there. <laughs> but he could come from the Tuscany region. What's the major city in Tuscany? I don't know. What's a, what football clubs in the Tuscany region? Are we allowed to use uh, Google just to have a look at Tuscany? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, listener, uh, do you listen? You've got Florence. You've do got Florence there. You've got <laughs> Siena, Zebedee. You've got Pienza. You've got <laughs> San. I'm not even going to try that oh. one. We've got um, Pisa, um, which I'm glad I pronounced that one instead of Rye. Yeah. Yep. Because that could have gone horribly wrong. Um, Isn't um? Is it? I'm going to butcher it. So someone do it for me. Empoli FC. You know, Empoli. The blue. Empoli. Empoli. Them. Them. The blue ones. They're from Tuscany, aren't they? They are. They are from the the Tuscan region. I would say Florence is probably the biggest city there, though. Oh, we're going to be. St- this I'm, is the rest of the. This is the rest of your broadcast right. listeners, by the way. Well, Thanks for tuning say, in on the Northeast Brecky Show. We're going to be here for another half hour. Well, I mean, if it's Florence, then it's got to be Fiorentina. So it's somebody with a Fiorentina connection. Well, I mean, that's you, you, you're kind of going down that line. There might be, there might be nothing to do with it whatsoever. I'm trying to help you. Oh God! No, you never help. You're not. You're clearly not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not. Your idea, your idea of help is nothing like reality. <laughs> I'm trying well, to help you here. That's lovely. Who said this? I'm going to put that on a CV. <laughs> <laughs> my idea of help has nothing to do with reality. Yeah, you've got the job. In, in, Stick in, that in, in your business card. In, yeah, <laughs> in customer services. There you go. You've got the job. 
Um, right, okay. we'll oh, move on because yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're crashing onto one's the sports headlines shortly, uh, and we've got clues three and four to come before the end of the show as well. Um, I'm going to continue just on on the transfer vein a little bit um, because I think with. With FFP, and I, I don't want to go down the lines of, of boring everyone with that every single day as well, but I do think it might just end the fun that we used to have, those heady days of deadline day signings. And, you know, we all remember the scenes of that poor Sky Sports reporter getting attacked in the ear with an object that we can't name, um, <laughs> but you'd probably buy it from Sven's Adult Books, or just off Scots I don't know this one. I, 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 this one's passed me by. <laughs> you not remember? One of my former I'm forgetting the Sky Sports reporter. Let me try and find out who it was. Do you remember, uh, when, was, do you uh, remember yeah. when you went to your, do you remember when you went to your draw, Dave, and something was missing? It was that day. All oh, right, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Got it's... It, yeah. Um, I honestly can't remember who the Sky oh, yeah. Sports reporter was. It was live on Sky News doing a piece to camera from from whichever stadium it was. It was uh, it was Everton's <laughs> training ground. There you go, Finch Farm in twenty fourteen as well, I think. And yeah. uh, it was it was Alan Irwin. That's who it was. Was was the poor fellow doing a piece to camera uh, and ended up getting a, a, a purple rubberized device uh, in his <laughs> ear. <laughs> And the scene was cut very, very quickly. And that, that to me, that just epitomises what deadline day was all about. It was just, it was just mental and, and just such good fun and, and such a good laugh. I remember sitting there like the, the Roy Keane's first transfer window when he signed about eight or nine players. Graham Kavanagh mm. was one of them. Uh, Dwight York was another one. David Connolly came on board. Stan Varga. It was like, it was my favourite transfer window of all time, that. But I think we're under threat of seeing these like kind of just not happen anymore. But I do have a favourite one getting onto it anyway, getting onto the subject. I just want your your views on you know, your kind of favourite stories from Deadline Day, whether it's your own club or whatever. But the one that I always go back to every single time is Peter Odomwingy. Oh, yeah. Who, who thought his deal was done, moved from West Brom oh, yeah. to QPR only for Junior Hoylett, who was moving in the opposite direction, to turn down the move. So poor Pete Aldenwingy was sat outside Loftus Road yeah. for, for mm. a couple of hours, I think it was, with the full glare of the cameras in his mm. face while the whole mess unfolded and had to return to West Brom after saying, you know, excited to join QPR and get, kind of giving it the whole big licks about his move. And <laughs> obviously, he must have been just the most unpopular bloke. The awkwardness in that whole two hours was just delicious viewing. So I don't know whether you lads have... Uh, we'll, 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 start with, we'll start with Rye, because uh, yes. I'm sure Steve's got several um, deadline deals for us Newcastle. Before you do that, can I just give you another another yes, yes. another Sky reporter um, yes. incident? And I've got this on video, and I do apologise because he's a mate of mine, uh, Gerard Tubb, who is the Northeast reporter for Sky oh, News. Man. Um, who I know very well, and he's a great journalist. He was covering, this was about, this must have been a dozen years ago. He was doing live reports, and there's nothing worse, is there? Can you imagine from no. doing live no. satellite reports into Sky yes. News <laughs> yeah, in Towlaw, County Durham? So <laughs> he was doing reports on the snow depth because it was one of these spells that we've just come through and the snow everywhere and roads are blocked yeah. all over the place. And in their wisdom, the, uh, the, the editorial desk at Sky News sent Gerard to Towlaw to do reports on snow conditions. And I've got the video to prove this. This is no word of a lie. Oh, so no. as, as, Ger as, as, as Gerard's doing his stuff live on TV, a guy walked past behind 
obviously crossing the road and sort of looks and you can see the quizzical look on his face and he obviously realises as he then goes out of shot that there's a live TV report happening. So he comes oh, back no. literally 10 seconds later, drops his kecks behind Gerard Tilb, <laughs> picks them up and then sprints <laughs> off into the distance. Oh, <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, it's just like, oh, what no. an advert for Northeast. Oh, what an advert. Wow. It was, oh, I tell you. But anyway, tell I just... Tell Lord Tourism Board yeah, doing t- their yeah. bit, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Sorry, fellas. It's just you reminded me That was probably me that. in July in Tau Law, though. I mean, yeah. my dad used to joke... My dad used to joke there's ice 15-year-old in Tau Law. It's, it's, yeah. it's absolutely, like, wow. the coldest place. But did remember, produce one of the Northeast's Graham, best football. Yeah, well, I was just... Uh, who was? Chris Waddle. There you go. Uh, talking of football and Tau Law, I, um, when I was refereeing and coming through the ranks, uh, I had a Northern League game at Blue Star, Newcastle Blue Star, against Tau Law. And I took my plane and I picked my linesman up in the car, went to Teesside Airport. We flew from Teesside to Newcastle. Uh, I think I've told the story about what the secretary said it was at, 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 at Blue Star, and if I haven't, asked me to. But um, obviously the, the media picked up on it, so... Uh, journalists were uh, interviewing all kinds of people uh, and they asked Graham Foster who was the uh, is he Professor Graham Foster he was the manager of Towler at the time and his comment was you know really good to see the lad from Sky who's always got his head in the clouds refereeing the game coming in a plane I'd like to see him do that in Towler even in June we've got three feet of snow he'll need skis <laughs> just, just, just in case you're wondering, everyone, you are still listening to a working class game of football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it! I didn't even have to spell the referee arriving in his own aeroplane at the match, a non-league match, no less. <laughs> Absolutely incredible, lad. Uh, and, and, and the ride, by the way, I've told you the rider, haven't I? The rider that is the secondary at Newcastle Blue Star came in the changing rooms before kick off, and he went, uh, ref. Um, mileage, what's your mileage? And, and I gave him the mileage. <laughs> and he walked out and he came back and he went, Can you fly by plane? I went, Yeah. He said, Well, that's a straight line. Can I reduce it? <laughs> that's, 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 that's so non league attitude as well. And it's absolutely brilliant. That I love that. Well, anyway, I'm well, sorry, man. I'm, I'm that. Re- We've got I'm, the sports headlines. We will talk we about this when we come back. We it gives the lads a bit of extra time to think about their deadline day stories. All right, I'll keep you on time, mate. But we've got WhatsApps to talk about. But here we go. Together across the northeast. The Timbercat and the Red. I think we're going to win What's the Fact? Because I've got to read through Ooh, these. Yes. I, I've, I've yes. got to read through these because one of them's given given me a line here. And and, and um, it's a line I'm going to go down. First and foremost... Well, speaking a bit quicker. Yeah, I'm getting excited now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I still think it's a terrible, terrible competition, but I'm getting excited because I might win it. Um, Jack's been on. Morning, Jack. Morning, Morning lads. Jack. Not a very Morning, happy Morning, face. Jack. Oh, he's, Jack. He's putting not a happy face on there. Hope you're all yep. good. Football is rubbish. Um, what yep. the fact is it Angolo Kante or Mario Balotelli? Oh, I like yep, the agreed. Angolo Kante Kiante thing. Ah, that was very clever. See what we did wrong. there. See what we did. <laughs> very clever. Very clever. And well, clever. Like Daniil's been back on. Good old Daniil. Daniil just says simply, "Is it Andre Perlo? Because he won two Champions Leagues with Milan and a World Cup. That gave Ooh. me an idea. I don't think it is Perlo because, if memory serves me right, he's not from Tuscany." I think he's from uh, Lombardy region. Mm-hmm. So oh. I'll ask you the question, is it Andre Perlo we're looking at? 
Daniil? Well done, mate. Superb. Oh, is it Perlo? Right. He's got it. It's Andrea Perlo, and I'll tell you for oh. why. Daniel, this is an absolute worldie, mate. I am so impressed with this. Oh, Italian Daniel. footballer. Italian footballer Andrea Perlo, known for his elegant style of play, was a professional sommelier before he became a professional footballer. Ah. So he's a wine expert, gentlemen. Andrea Perlo is a wine expert. Ah. Yes. Ah. Well done, Daniel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Absolutely. Daniel, what? A world-class trophy. Oh, Daniel, Daniel's just hit one from 40 yards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Better applause. Lovely yeah, stuff. we like that applause. Crowd applause. We'll have all, oh, the, all the applauses for Daniel. There you go. Yes. Well done. Can you tell I've got Daz nothing over there? I've opened the door. So, so, yes, you, you, you clues basically where you get. This man went on to win a World Cup and two Champions Leagues, among many others, after giving up the day job. This guy can really pay his fava beans with a nice dry Chianti. Chianti obviously being a, a wine from the Italian region and also, you know, the, the link with the wine and the Italian. I helped. Uh, I helped there. Class on the grass and sometimes in the glass was the third clue. And for goodness sake, Andrew, quit whining was the uh, was the last clue. <laughs> but you didn't need it, Daniel. You didn't need yes. it. You just needed two well sniffs of gold band top corner. Even Jack's been back on from Leicester uh, with applause for Daniel. So, uh, oh, well done. Yeah. Stick yeah, that in your pipe and smoke your head. There you go. Uh, hey, hey I, I can celebrate the defeats as well as the victories. Not like Rai, you know. Crying <laughs> oh, into me porridge. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> How long we got left? All right, cut him off. He's had enough. <laughs> well, then, then you'd miss out. Honestly, seriously, Daniil, I'm really impressed with that, mate. That... That's a bit of a worldie, that one. He's, well, got, he's had a super one there. I've so. got another one because I, I thought I thought Tuscany was key, and this right. is where you threw me. Right. Because um, I suddenly started thinking, Perlo, don't think he's from Tuscany. Who's from Tuscany? And, of course, Marcello Lippi is, and he's won, to, he's won a World Cup and two Champions Leagues. But obviously, that so I started going down that route. So Daniil sent me down there. Obviously, it was a, it was a, it was a dead end. Daniil, well done, mate. Congratulations. Yes, yeah. it was uh, not like the referee getting his decision wrong. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, has he cut me off? No. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yep. not yet. I'm not, not yet. that ruthless, mate. I'm not as ruthless <laughs> as Chelsea. It's, 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 yeah, that's true, mate. I still can't get over that. I still can't get over the fact that they did not have to work for any of those six goals. That was just incredible, that. But anyway, we move worked, on. We move. I've worked my way through my list. Uh, you did ask. <laughs> you did ask about these transfer day deadline names. Yes, Ooh. I have got. I have got yep. some absolute belters. Um, we did have uh, Cisco, of course. Um, yes, not the thong singer. No, not him. <laughs> uh, yes, Cisco. Newcastle paid five million pound for him. Um, in 2008, um, we signed him without Kevin Keegan, who was the manager at the time, actually knowing that we'd sign yes. him. Um, after somebody looked at him on YouTube, oh, that's right. That's probably Is that the when worst Dennis one. Wise was the assistant and Keegan didn't know much about that as well. <laughs> yeah, four and a half years. Cisco was at Newcastle, played eleven times, scoring one goal. Unbelievable, wow. incredible. A uh, couple of other deadline day ones. Sedu uh, Dumbuya. Um, remember him? No. No. Yep. Exactly. Um, he came in. Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody had ever heard of him. He came in in 2016 from CSK Moscow. Um, I mean, this this really was just a panic signing by Newcastle United. Uh, he played three times for Steve McLaren. 
who was manager at the time yeah these managers Steve wow. McLaren um, of course Newcastle were relegated um, at the end of that season Rafa Benitez coming in and another classic um, was somebody who actually became a little bit of a cult hero uh, Chef Kikuchi oh uh, Chef Kikuchi yeah who was uh, he came on transfer deadline day and, and he came from Swansea and, and if you remember Swansea just weren't getting him again he couldn't get into the first team he couldn't play he was he was training with the reserves and he came to Newcastle as a free transfer in February uh, 2011 but he actually did okay um, yeah. in the sense that he, he set he, you know he set a few goals up etc he put himself about he just became this it was a comical cult hero you know um, I think he only played something like six or seven games for Newcastle but he was just it we were that uh, such a low ebb that it just became comical that we were signing players like that. Um, and although it wasn't um, a January transfer signing, this was a, a summer transfer signing. I think the one that uh, Ted and I have in common. Uh, can you think of it? Uh, a goalkeeper? Oh, Lionel Perez. Yes, Lionel Perez. Um, Unbelievable. Um, He was absolutely... uh, Well, it was just a comical signing. Uh, One one of the more comical time we had divide, uh, you know, signings. And he just just didn't... I think he ended up going to Cambridge from Newcastle, which told you all you needed to know about him. And someone who's featured on this show many times when we've been asked these questions over the last uh, nine or ten months or whatever is Fumaka, um, the only Brazilian who couldn't play football. Um, you know, um, ended up having six loan spells from Newcastle while he was here. Oh, wow. Birmingham, Colchester, Barnsley, and Crystal Palace amongst the teams, uh, but only made a handful of appearances for Newcastle. And uh, yeah, not not the best Brazilian signing by Newcastle. But that's my list of uh, horrendous deadline day transfers. Well, Dave, Dave, I'm going to go into the. Right, I'm going to go take let's, you let's down this memory in. lane here, mate. No, please don't. Uh, Gue Diora, remember him? Oh. Adelaide, Adelaine, Gue yeah. Diora. Guadliora, yeah, yeah. Guadliora, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so he signed on deadline day in 2017, and he ended up making only six appearances, and then he would go on to fi- to sign for Nottingham Forest in the following January yeah. uh, and cemented his place as one of the worst January deadline day signings we've ever had. And the other one is Gary O'Neill. 5.5 million yes. we paid for Gary O'Neill. And the rumour was during that time, it was Southgate, obviously the current manager, but he had a deadline deal and it was the most incredible midfielder Middlesbrough will ever sign was the, was the headline. Uh, and rumoured back then, 5.5 mil, we were like, oh my God, for Middlesbrough, that's huge. This It's, it's going to be the next Juninho. And lo and behold, then they announced it was Gary O'Neill and everyone was a bit, what the heck? So they, what the fact? So that, that for me, and he ended up, remember, and then Gary O'Neill obviously ended up having to get yellow cards when the when the golf was on because he didn't want to play football when the yeah. golf was on. So yeah. uh, it was, yeah, so those two for me strike, incredible. Uh, and then obviously the, the big one. He, it, now, it wasn't a deadline day. It was pretty close to it, but Rudy Jesteed as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the worst footballers I've ever seen. Uh, and he, he came back with a good rap sheet coming off Blackburn. He had a, a he had one of the, uh, you know, a good, a good goal tally record. He'd done very well at Blackburn and we signed him just close. It wasn't, I don't think it was de- on deadline day, but it was very close to it. And we were like, yeah, it was, it was incredible. And then, and then Neil Warnock. I remember he said, I remember him saying something like he had, I had a good chat with him and I asked him to stay, but he said, I'm not prepared to do that. (laughs) 
And I remember Neil saying, well, you might as well go home then. And he, he sent, sent him, he sent him he there sent and him then. Off. He yeah. sent him there, yeah, way there him and then, there. never yeah. to come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Told him not to come back. So yeah, that was that was three for me at the borough that I just saw. Well, I'll never forget, I reckon. But uh, isn't Rudy yeah, Rudy's the one with the girl's shockers. name and his middle name, isn't he? Isn't he? Isn't he called Camille? I think so. Really? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure I, think, I think it's Hanger. Strange. Strange. I think it is. One, one of, yeah. One, it is, one of yeah. my favourites. It's Rudy, Felipe, <coughs> Michelle, Camille, Justine. Wow, <laughs> that sounds like a drug act. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Obviously, middle class. Yes. That oh, was yeah, my, yeah, that was, yeah. That, that was my original YouTube boss. name. And, and went on to Melbourne Victory YouTube after leaving name. Middlesbrough. He went to, he went to the early. <laughs> he did, and he was shocking really? down here as well. Was he? <laughs> he was terrible. He complained about how hot it was. One of, one of my favourite Sunderland transfer stories actually comes from, from it's Gary O'Neill as well. I'm sure it's Gary O'Neill. And Roy King tells this story where. He's shown him around the training ground. He's took him over to the stadium of light. And he's chatting to him there. And, you know, I really want you to be part of the, the setup here. And, you know, he's right, okay, thanks, Mr. Keane. I'm, I'm going to go and go away and talk to my wife about it and all that kind of thing. So he's, he's uh, it, it, Gary O'Neill starts walking over to his car that's parked out the back of the stadium of light. And he, he's getting in the car. Roy King's waving to him and all that sort of thing. And you know, Gary O'Neill's putting a bag in the boot. And he's just getting into the car. And Kino says that his, his phone starts vibrating and he picks his phone up and he's got a text message and it's from Gary O'Neill. <laughs> and oh he's God. just saying, oh, apologies, I've decided not to come to the club. Literally, he's driving past Roy Keane on the way out. So he sent oh the text God. message on the way to the car. I mean, the cowardice behind that. But then again, would you really want to face off against Roy Keane and tell him no? Like, but yeah, no, literally getting the text message as he's driving past him, waving him goodbye. Yeah, a brilliant, <laughs> absolute class. But yeah, there we go, there we go. Um, the the weirdest one as well, one I've just just come across there. I don't know whether you remember this, lads, but um, there was a move that Leicester made for Adrian Silva. Now, he cost £22 million pounds from, from Sporting. Uh, this was back in 2017, only for the paperwork to arrive 14 seconds too late. So as oh, a result, right. his official registration with the club was blocked. And it actually took Leicester four months of arguing and providing forensic evidence that they sent the stuff on time before he was allowed to... Four months before he was allowed to join with his new teammates. And funnily enough, mm. wore the number 14 shirt as a little bit of a dig at FIFA. That's probably one of the more bizarre ones we'll ever see. Like, But there we go. Yeah, anyway, yeah. where are we now? Where are we now? We've got 15 minutes left, lads. Let's talk more Salah. More Salah going to be out for a month. No Salah. With a hamstring. Yeah, no Salah. No indeed. Salah. Hamstring injury, that's going to rule him out. Do you reckon that's it? Do you think that's Man City's title now, lads? It's a, it's a big loss, isn't it? It's a big loss for Liverpool. I mean, losing, you know, one of the... Their key things. They were obviously prepared to lose him for Afcon, but it, it, it paves the way for now Liverpool to go and sign someone massive. I reckon because that's just what they do. But uh, it's a massive loss. I don't think you write them off just yet because I feel like every other team is kind of slipping up. Probably apart from Man City. So I still think Liverpool uh, and, and Man City are going to battle out for it because I feel like I mean Arsenal have just won. They've dropped. The, was it the past two games? I think they won one, but. If we're starting to see the Aston Villa fall, that Raithy, uh, as I call him, because he's my best mate, uh, he, that he, they've started to drop away a little bit as well. So, I mean, they, they've had a, a couple of draws and a loss in their past games. Tottenham, uh, you know, 
doing the Ange and uh, they're, they're up and down. But yeah, I think it's still Liverpool and Man City's race to lose. But I, I do think Liverpool are going to now really struggle just to find that goals. Because who's the goals going to come from? Because I tell you what, Liverpool fans, it ain't Darwin Nunes. All right. It never has been, never will. Get off the Darwin train. Okay. Because it's just not happening. All right. So John, it's, it's, John yeah. I did okay. They've scored, yeah. scored goals at the weekend, mate. They look, they look the unit at the weekend, to be fair. And I've seen them up close this season. And um, I think Nunes will, I think Nunes will click. Um, Diaz is the key. Player. Really? Um, Diaz is the key. Four nil. Yeah, we're born with you, right? Like Steve. They, they really clicked at the weekend, and and, and that's without Salah. Um, and, and and the thing is, the thing is, what Klopp's done is he's he's reinvented he's reinvented the team. Um, he, he, who would have thought he would have you would have moved you would have been able to move on almost faultlessly from Salah, Firmino, and Mane, and you know it takes time, but he's now got yeah. Jota. Diaz, uh, Nunes, and Salah. He's, he's almost got the and three. That he, and, and Gakpo, I forget about him. Um, yeah. His midfield was misfiring. That's where his problem was. He, you know, yeah. he, he, you know, he, he hadn't quite, he hadn't quite got the midfield right. But gradually, he's starting to, he's starting to find a recipe for success with that. And I think, yeah, I think Liverpool. It's it's a, it's a two horse race. I, th- I think it's between Liverpool and Man City. But I think Man City will just. I think Man City will pip. You know, will you know pip them to the title again. Uh, but it's a hell of a it's a hell of a battle. It's been interesting. And, and I, obviously, I got cut off, so I only came back in and on the back end of your conversation about Villa and and Spurs. But I think I I, I still think Villa will fall away. Um, I was speaking to another like a fellow broadcaster, Russ Williams, um, yesterday, and he's a big Spurs fan. Um, and we meet up whenever whenever Spurs are in town. Um, he's 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 over the moon with the, the job that Postecoglou's doing, and he knows yeah. that I predicted he would be one of the probably one of the first to go. So, uh, you know, he's he's reveling in the fact that you know yeah. just the football they're playing, how well they're doing. Um, but again, uh, you know, I I just I just think it's I think it's built on I think it's built on sand. The second season is always the hardest. He's come in, he's had his yeah. effect, yeah. but I, it'll be interesting to see what he does next year. Um, I think they'll I, I I think they'll get found out. I think Spurs will get found out as well. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And I think that um, I think I think it's a two horse race between Liverpool and Man City, one hundred percent. Which frustrates me because come back. Oh, to bring yeah, that, yeah, but they're player. still avoiding this FFP charges. You know yeah, I mean? that's They're annoying. There. That shouldn't be allowed. You know, how how annoying is it? I mean, we should know. They could go on and win it this season, right? And we find out in August that they they've been, you know, they're they're getting relegated or whatever it is, their punishment. You know, what I mean, they shouldn't be anywhere near it now. If they, you know, if there's even a slim chance that one of them are guilty, out of the 115 or whatever it is, you know, what I mean, and they're sitting here battling for the, you know, what I mean, they should. It, it's, that's why it's so frustrating because right now they're currently, if it if it all comes out that it's, one of them is true. They are currently cheating. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it yeah. is. It's not. They're not. They couldn't. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't be there. So that's what's the most frustrating thing for me is if you're a Liverpool fan that you'll do this. You know, you might get this two horse race and you get pushed right to the limit and you might lose it to City only to find out in a month or two at some point this year. Thank you. You know, Richard Masters that they that they they cheated. They, they you know they they broke financial fair play and they've been relegated and then the title doesn't count. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's why. It needs to be that's sorted now. The, that's enough for the team that finishes second that kind of posthumously gets awarded this Premier League yeah. title as well. It's like kind of, well, you can't exactly warrant a, a, an open-top bus parade for that. Do you know what I mean? So no, it's kind it's of like, like it's silly. just enough way to win anything as well, isn't it? But yeah. uh, I'll tell you, one interesting one, lads, and uh, 
I know that uh, there was there was talk that the Chelsea may be looking to sell Conor Gallagher. He didn't start the game last night. Um, yeah. But you know, Steve, you, you kind of you, you alluded to what I was thinking. Conor Gallagher going to Liverpool would make an awful lot of sense, wouldn't it? Somebody who's that little bit of a creative spark in the centre of midfield, he he could really do a job there. I think. Yeah, I mean, the the problem is that they made they made some pretty big signings in in the midfield, and they've got players coming through. I mean, you know, I think Elliot Elliot does well when he comes on. Lee Clark's young and is, isn't isn't a bad player either. They've got they've got strength and depth. They've been in and around yeah. you know, the first the in and around the first team. It's um, I, you know, I mean Gallagher does he move does he move to Liverpool? I'm not so sure. Uh, he's been linked with Newcastle as well, and and I mm-hmm. just think it's agents linking uh, linking him with with various teams, but. I'm I'm not sure where Gallagher goes. He's had, he's had a bit of he's had a bit of football at Chelsea this season. I, I guess it depends what his ambition is um, and, and yeah. where you know where, where he sees his, you know where he sees himself like. The the, the 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 jigsaw that wasn't quite fitting was McAllister. He was the one that was yes. he was the one that wasn't quite wasn't quite making it. He, I think did he get did he get a red card early on and he signed when he signed for yeah, for, he did, yeah. for Liverpool. Yeah. And I think I think that probably set him off on the wrong track. And, and he just seemed to struggle. He was picking up needless bookings in the first half of the season, but he just seems to have he seems to have bedded in now. And it, it's just taken that little bit longer for him to bed in. Um, maybe it's the pressure of what he you know the you know he's, he's international football. Maybe you know maybe yeah, that's true. been part of it. He's come with the pressure around him to perform and, and, and he and I guess as well when you're replacing somebody like Jordan Henderson in the midfield who's you know and and, and Milner yeah, two players who've been there, you know, for such a long period of time. Yeah. That the, the, you know, it comes with the added pressure. You know, you're expected to pick up where they left off, and if it doesn't quite get, doesn't quite get started, then the pressure's going to be on. But I, I think Liverpool have clicked now, um, and you know, I think I think what they're both good at, Liverpool and Manchester City, is berating the fourth official, um, you know, <laughs> and gesticulating on the sidelines. And you know, Newcastle, who were being accused of king of the dark, being king of the dark arts, and you know, mm. influence. And officials have been overtaken by Liverpool and Man City this season, and certainly, uh, you know, you do see it. Um, you know, the, the, they spend a lot of time taking the attention away from what's going on the pitch by, you know, arguing with officials, and uh, it does play its part. Definitely plays its part. But um, like I've said, mic them up, Steve. Mic the referees up. That that, yeah. that stops immediately. Well, Italy's done it, and Spain's now done it. So yeah. won't be long before we do that. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. That has to happen. Morning, Morning guys. Guys. Oh, he's here. I'm here. Hello, mate. I'm made it. Um, you know, how, one of the last how, how did chat degrees go? Because <laughs> the last time we spoke, we had some fantastic chat degrees on the go there, mate. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a cracking one. Yeah, thank you for keeping the chat off football. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, great. We've got another one this morning. We've got another one of those, and we've got uh, the quiz that's sweeping the nation uh, as well. But I don't know. I, I need to I need to get some. Some moment from somewhere. Rai, help me out. I'm I'm struggling here, man. It's just uh, I got nothing, Des. I'm sorry, mate. Uh, we got are. absolutely nothing. I'm, All three of us are devoid of oomph. My yeah. wife, my wife just put pasta and garlic bread near me, and I'm just looking at that now. So yeah, I got nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. Thanks for making. Yeah, that doesn't sound very good I'm for the weird, which we haven't mentioned. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. So yeah. Yeah. Do you think, just quickly, buds, that Man City's failure to sign anyone in January is linked to this FFP as well? Because it's Man City, don't forget. They're second in the table. They've had a few injuries. Now, let's just listen, right? So, last January, right, they signed seven players. This January, none. 
The only le- the only one that's left out of there is Zach Steffen and obviously Calvin Phillips now moving to West Ham as well. So how has Man City not signed anyone in January as well? Do you know what I mean? It all just sort of connects to that, you know, that they are they are a bit worried. Because they're not the signing team. anyone. And and normally, well, you know, I still think they're Man City. You know what I mean? If it wasn't yeah. hanging over their head. I don't know. With, with getting the likes of De Bruyne back, mate, I, I just don't think there's that necess, uh, necessity for them to make any signings this time around. But, mm. you know, there might be something in there, mate. There might be a spot of book balancing. It's it's yep. all a bit after the after the horse's bolted, though, isn't it? Yeah. What did you think of last night, Dazzy boy? Yeah, it was... <clears throat> Well, one of the last things that, that Dave said to me was, um, before I left uh, the building yesterday, it was, uh, you know, when it when it happens, um, mm-hmm. you know, come in early into the breakfast show. And it was like, yeah. and, I, and I left thinking, yeah, I'll do that. Because, you know, the yeah. three of us against uh, Raythe and Teddy Boy, you Mate. know, it would have it would have <laughs> just been perfect. Been, yeah, uh, been the best show ever. It would um, not for them. Um, no, it, I think the disappointing thing was that, and Ted said it very eloquently earlier. We just handed them the goals, um, yeah. you know, and, and that that's disappointing. Uh, we're live on the telly. You know, it's you know, it's a high profile game, semi final of the cup, um, and hearing the guy on the news earlier on talking about thrashing, thrashing. Um, it's just painful and we've got to take the positives out of it you know we've got to you know it was it was (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh that's him off yeah yeah Yeah. I know which button it is Dave yeah Yeah, just that one one. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) um, play the derby result yeah yeah Bealey Bealey Ted Um, so no um, (laughs) (laughs) the uh, touche love it Um, no I yeah the positives were we had a decent run and alright you know some may argue we didn't play any of the big boys uh, until towards the they, are, they already have yeah yeah but it was a decent run you know it was it was good for morale it was uh, obviously it's brought some money into the club um, and our fans last night were just absolutely incredible they were a credit to the club and yeah. the North yeah, of the well I think you said it earlier Steve you know, it's my boy uh, Yusuf. Yeah, he was great. Um, it's it's this is that northeast passion, um, yeah. and we sh- we showed the uh, the southerners how to do it last night because uh, Chelsea's Ooh, yeah. were woeful. Um, even Some of them left. Yeah, um, they're walking out. Yeah. Got a tube to catch, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it's disappointing. Um, you know, that we I think we all sort of had this niggling feeling that, that something like this may happen. Uh, but not not to six, you know. Six not to that, that yeah. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I think there'll be some really you think disappointing it's worse? players. You think it's worse? We've got to wait now till the fourth of February to see them again. That we've got to stew on that for that long, or do you um, think it's good that they get the rest? Yeah, no, I I, I think I think it'll be a, a, a like an international break sort of thing for them, you know. And, yeah. and we've seen that they've been really useful this season for us, uh, just to take stock, just to. Galvanise the lads back together. I mean, Carrick. You know, we, we've said this before. He's he's a good tactician. You know, he got some things wrong last night. You know, and the the persistence in playing it out the back was was a massive mistake. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I I think he'll 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 know what he wants to do with these group of lads now uh, during this break. He'll he'll galvanise them. We'll have players coming back. 
Um, and I'm I'm really positive about the derby um, because it's you not know the derby. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you're worried. Yeah. And you're gonna, you're gonna get stuff. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, no way, no way winning this one. You no see, way. You see, we're, we're, we're used to false hope, uh, Ted. And, uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's just not delusional. Yeah. So, um, if, no, if, if we lose that, if you win that derby, I'll play pig bag every day on the show for a week. <laughs> and yes. that's what I was looking forward to this morning as well, Teddy boy. Uh, well, he played it. Oh, he very sad oh, version. He, he played it just as we logged in before we went on A. He played oh, it to us privately. It was yeah. sad. Yeah. 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 So we, that resulted in him getting cut off. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, 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 I think this will be a, a, a galvanising uh, couple of weeks, and uh, it'll, it'll build us up ready. Well, it was uh, about against Brighton last year. Five-one, yeah. we got done at the Riverside by Brighton, and then we went on to have a, a, a decent run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Clutching at straws, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah. It's the hope that kills us. Yeah, um, indeed. But yeah, we move on, and uh, yeah, look forward to the next game, Ted. Yeah, it was a Indeed. tough watch along Indeed. last night, so I need a new one. Yeah, yeah, I bet it was. Well, once again, once again, we've talked too long. I'd, I'd just delete my songs, fellas, before you say <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I say, coming up on the show, we've got um, uh, the usual nonsense, hey. uh, as we call it. Uh, we have got a chat agree this morning. We've got um, the quiz that's sweeping the nation as well, name yes. that theme. And this week, actually, we had one. Um, and maybe maybe I'll do it tomorrow for you because I'm on Brecky tomorrow. Um, oh. This week we had a name that theme where uh, no one got them all right, and we never oh, have that. Wow. We always have oh. someone who wins. Well, you see, I could get them okay. right, but then you're going to tell me I've got it wrong and let Steve win. So <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. I'm not letting it go. He's not bitter. He was, he was robbed by the fact he put the wrong answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not yeah. put the wrong yeah. answer. Yeah. No, I did not. You did not put help. The answer was help. Star Wars. Star, Star Wars, Wars one you got Star right. Star Wars one. Steve got the Star yeah, Wars one right. You both got Star Wars yes, right. You can't Wars, put Star dear, dear. Wars down for that. Dear listener, <laughs> I do apologise for the childish behaviour of the breakfast crew on the cat, the red, and the two. Uh, I also apologise for the fact we've already eaten in one minute in the Daz's nice show. <laughs> yes, I'm off. <laughs> See you later, lads. Enjoy Enjoy work. Work. Bye. See you, boys. Bye. Bye. From Yarm to Yibbe, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red. Tune and